Hello, this is Real Estate Insights, the podcast from Savills that covers all the key stories in the property world and challenges received wisdom while it does so. When he read in a newspaper that he had passed away, Mark Twain famously said, reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Well, today we're asking whether the same is true of traditional European office space. A lot of big organisations with you know, very significant employee headcounts operating globally are increasingly concerned about the impact of having people away from the office for long periods of time, the negative effect it's having on that talent retention and development. And we'll be taking a closer look at two of Europe's key markets, Berlin and Amsterdam. Although the markets are very, very dynamic at the moment, the Berlin market stays very stable. As a matter of fact, the rents are still increasing. We have a huge tech market which is still growing in Amsterdam and they feel that their office space is still very important. I'm Guy Ruddle and with me today are three people steeped in the European office market. Jeremy Bates is Head of Occupational Markets for EMEA at Savills. He also sits on the board of Savills UK and he's a regular visitor to Real Estate Insights. Jeremy, welcome back. Good morning, Guy. Thank you. Jan Rotberg leads the Savills office agency team in Berlin. Jan, welcome to you. Good morning, Guy. And Ellen Vals is Head of Agency for Savills in the Netherlands. Ellen, welcome to Real Estate Insights. Thank you. Good morning, Guy. So, Jeremy, uh, let's start with you. Um, we talked on a recent episode uh, of the podcast about flexible offices, but can you give us an idea of what the sort of current situation is around Europe for the more traditional office space? Absolutely, Guy. The, the markets, generally speaking, are still operating at historically low vacancy levels, and I know that both Ellen and Jan will comment in respect of their own markets. But unlike periods in the past, a decade ago, and certainly leading into the uh, global financial crisis where where we went in with significantly higher vacancy levels that were a drag on the market, we're not generally seeing that widely across European markets. Undoubtedly, the, the crisis, the current pandemic, has given rise to significantly lower levels of take up. And broadly speaking, markets are seeing take-up levels down by up to 50% for the full year 2020 or year-to-day 2020. Um, But it is very, very specific to industry sectors. Um, And I wouldn't say, as many commentators in the media have said, that CBDs, central business districts, and high-rise buildings are, uh, are, are materially any more affected than others. I think we are definitely seeing good levels of occupier demand and activity from life sciences, from certain aspects of technology and from professional services. And if those vacancy rates are still pretty low, as you say, uh, presumably that means that the, the rents aren't, you know, rent rates or values aren't, aren't coming down much. Is that right? That, that, that is correct. Generally speaking, we've done some research looking back, and vacancy levels need to get – it varies city by city, but again, just as a generalization, uh, vacancy levels need to more than double from what they are in most European markets. So most European markets are anywhere from 2 to 4 5%. You need to be seeing levels up at around 8 to 9% before you start to um, see – any detrimental effect on rental values. 
So, uh, yeah, at the moment, the markets are fairly insulated because we've got low vacancy levels. Yeah, but that, the, the lack of activity, I guess, is that is that something that, that, that concerns you long term or, or, uh, or for the next few months or so? Or do you think it's, it's, it's not too much of a worry? Um, I think we are definitely this is going to give rise to some structural changes in the market. And um, I don't think I think you'd be um, foolish not to believe that there will be a long term impact that will diminish total demand but demand's going to shift as ever as we see coming out of recessions there is always a flight to quality there are changes in locational preferences and we're seeing that as we see uh, the effects of decentralization some of the big uh, headquarters offices being broken down into more regional and more localized offices so i think it will be a redistribution rather than necessarily a material reduction Ellen, your view from Amsterdam, uh, in terms of, I mean, you know, this, this classic important metric of vacancy rates, let's start with that. Uh, uh, is, are you, do you see the same in Amsterdam specifically as Jeremy is talking about for the, for the whole of Europe? Yes, definitely. We do see, we still see a very low vacancy rate in Amsterdam. <clears throat> That's actually uh, one of the lowest vacancy rates uh, within Europe. However, uh, we do expect that more supply is coming on the market in the sense of a sublease, right? So that is going to impact uh, our vacancy rate. However, if you look at the Amsterdam market and you, you are looking at the numbers itself, then we still see a very good number on take-up. And it really had to do with the first quarter of this year where we have two major deals taking place. Yen and Uber um, <clears throat> signed up two big leases. Uh, however, if we are being realistic and what we see on the day-to-day market is that we definitely saw a big pause coming <clears throat> in the market in the second quarter of the year. Uh, we do see that traction uh, is taking place again, demand is picking up. Um, in most cases, it's the smaller size requirements. Uh, companies are a bit hesitant for the, the big size requirements. They have a bit longer to define their program of requirements and how COVID is impacting the way they want to work. But we do see that the smaller size uh, requirements are picking up. Uh, there is a big improvement on the demand for flexibility. So, um, yeah, there, there are some good dynamics going on. But overall, if we are going to finish the year, we expect a, a small decrease in take-up, um, taking the full year. And the activity that is going on, uh, you mentioned Uber, uh, you know, that's a sort of top-class tech firm. Is that a sector that's, that, that, that you're looking to for more activity? Absolutely. We have a huge uh, tech market, which is still growing in Amsterdam. For example, on fintech. Uh, Adyen, uh, Molly, they are growing extremely, still, try, still trying to attract the right talent. Um, so they're also expanding in size and they feel that their office space is still very important in order to retain uh, company culture and to attract the talent and to make a difference within their competition. And um Am I right in thinking that you know you've always had in in the Netherlands a, a, a more of a sort of home working, not completely home working, but a more of a home working culture than, than the rest of Europe? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have, if we only look at Amsterdam, uh, approximately 40% of the uh, office staff uh, used to work part-time from home before uh, COVID. So we expect that the implication on the whole remote working trend on the Amsterdam market will be actually quite minimal. Uh, I do expect an impact um, as a consequence of the economic downturn. That's more of my concern. But in terms of behavior and working from home and how that's impacting the function of the office, I do think that in the Netherlands, in, in specifically in Amsterdam, will be uh, quite minimal. Let's jump on a plane and go from Schiphol to Berlin and talk to Jan. Uh, Jan, your market, the Berlin market, it, it's pretty unique, right? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it definitely is, uh, and, and a lot of lot of ways. Obviously, uh, the vacancy rate being 1.6% um, is one thing that makes it very unique um, from from an industry perspective. And we're coming from 1.2% in the beginning of the year, so we. So we did see an increase uh, in the vacancy rate, but um, 1.6% is still um, tremendously low. I mean, just to, um, just to interrupt, that, that, that is yeah. astonishingly low, isn't it? I mean, what, why is it so low? What, what's, what's happening that, that makes it like that? For one, um, it's, it's the public sector. I mean, as you know, uh, Berlin is the capital of Germany, and as you may also know, Bonn, uh, the northern Westphalia, area used to be the capital and so there's still a lot of public institutions set in Bonn that are still keep moving from Bonn to Berlin. So the public sector naturally has, has a lot of impact and takes up a lot of space in Berlin. And then when you look at the numbers, the public sector was also the biggest demand uh, in the first three quarters of 2020 in Berlin, also over the last really decade uh, almost. Um, so that's, that's one big thing. And then you also have companies um, that are not based in Berlin yet who are building up presence, uh, as a matter of fact, actually headquarters in Berlin. So, for instance, Sony Music decided to move their European headquarters, or actually their EMEA headquarters from Munich to Berlin. Uh, KWF, which is the big um, Monsanto um, competitor, uh, they moved their headquarters to Berlin. Uh, Tesla just decided to, as I'm sure you all know, uh, decided to build a big gigafactory uh, in Nibelin, and they are also about to lease 30,000 square meters uh, of office space in the center of Berlin. Um, so a lot of net absorption by companies who are not based in Berlin, and additionally, we also have companies and, and institutions who are expanding and taking up space in Berlin. So um, those are the two main drivers. And I mentioned uh, flying uh, uh, to Berlin uh, I remember yeah. being in Berlin a few years ago and, and thinking that the, the airport system was absolutely hopeless, frankly. Uh, but you've got this new airport, right? Which is, uh, is that open now? And, and is that having an impact? Believe it or not, it's opened up. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I will be flying from the new BER, as it is called, tonight for the first time. Wow. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest. And yes, Tiago, which I'm sure you're referring to, was kind of hopeless for a capital city. <laughs> um, and this new airport, I think, and we all think, will have a very big impact on the next decade, as a matter of fact, on the next 
several decades um, and will help Berlin to 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 be even or to have even a stronger presence in in the world really. That's where we are sort of right now across Europe and um, with with those two cities specifically. Uh, but perhaps we could have a conversation about where we think the whole office, sort of traditional office market, is going next. Um, Jeremy, what, what's your view about you know, the sort of likely demand for office space and type of office space, uh, f- you know, sort of two or three years out, maybe? Well, Guy, f- first and foremost, um, the question that has been raised a lot in the media about you know the office is dead or is the office dead is is in my mind not a worthy um, question undoubtedly all organizations are questioning what the right purpose for their future office will be and where it should be and undoubtedly there will be some long-term effects of this crisis in terms of employees having more choice as to where they work. So increased levels of flexibility for remote and home working will, I'm sure, be a long-term impact of the current uh, crisis. But that is not to say that offices going forward aren't important. I would, I would say, I would observe at the moment, this moment in time actually, with um, mental health issues and so forth, that the office has never been more important. Um, certainly for cultural corporate reinforcement for talent retention and development and a lot of big big organizations with you know very significant employee headcounts operating globally are increasingly concerned about the impact of not of of having um, people away from the office for long periods of time the negative effect it's having on that talent retention and development so Offices are going to be um, need to be re- redesigned, repurposed, rethought about. But that was happening to a large degree anyway, and this has principally accelerated it. So um, offices will be much more sociable, more meeting spaces, um, and they will need to perform a different purpose. If I may add, because I completely agree uh, with Jeremy, um, but and I also like to share uh, with you all a quote from the uh, uh, president of uh, Philips. Um, uh, Mr. Van Houten, and he uh, mentioned in the press that especially for job roles um, which rely on creativity and innovation like sales, communication, R&D, marketing, working from home is um, not working very well. People need to be brought together in order to come to a next level, so to say, to, to stay creative. So in my opinion, we should also look at the job roles, the tasks, like Jeremy said, and uh, also to the different persona. So the person itself, like introvert, extrovert. Uh, some people are living with uh, four different flatmates and it will be difficult for, for them to work from home. So I think in the media and what disturbs me a little bit is that it's so general and there it's like a one-size-fits-all approach and it's just it just doesn't work it doesn't work it's oversimplified isn't it ellen absolutely Absolutely. yeah and jan is that is that do you think that the same applies for for the for berlin and and in fact the wider german market 100 percent um the office is dead long lives lives the office 
so to speak. Uh, I think that the way that we think of office space will change uh, in Germany radically. Uh, it will not be only there to work. As a matter of fact, I think work will be done from home mostly, or well, not mostly, but in some industries mostly. And the office will be there to collaborate, to communicate, to meet colleagues, to interact, to have social, some sort of sh social uh, gathering, you know. Um, and people, people are longing for that uh, in the current situation um, as we're currently having the next lockdown in Germany. Um, so the office is definitely not dead. As a matter of fact, I, I had a client um, who told me that two of his employees um, quit their job uh, eight weeks ago because of home office. It's an American corporate uh, who sent uh, all their staff into home office and two employees couldn't stand it anymore, uh, being at home all the time, having nowhere to go, uh, and, and they obviously found a new job where the company um, didn't didn't have any home office uh, obligation. Yeah, we have these examples uh, here they, as well, Jan. Yeah. And they quit, and they quit yeah. the job yeah. because of home we office. We see it here as well. Um, yeah. it, it shows a symptom. It's, it's, I wouldn't generalize it as a, as a big trend, but it definitely shows something. So it's time now for the uh, the Savile Standout Statistic. Can't come on uh, Real Estate Insights without coming up with a Savile Standout Stat. Uh, where should we go? Let's ladies first, I think. Ellen, what's your Savile Standout Stat? Well, I would like to share with the audience that currently 38% of the people uh, during the corona crisis do their work with less pleasure. And I think that is a um, reality check and very important for us for HR specialists to know. Maybe we have to hire a happy officer, happy people officer. Yeah, I think that's a really, really great idea. Uh, Jan, uh, what have you got for us? Yeah, well, look, although the markets are very, very dynamic at the moment, so to speak, the Berlin market stays very stable. As a matter of fact, um, although vacancy rates are increasing, rents um, are stable and still increasing as well. Really? So rents are going up. That's uh, that's pretty yep. amazing. Talk about defying gravity. Uh, and that is Jeremy. Jeremy, what's uh, what's your Savile standout stat today? Um, Guy, mine's not a particularly joyous stat, but nonetheless, since we were talking at the beginning about um, vacancy rates generally, I didn't say that the average vacancy rate uh, rates across all European office markets today is around 5.8%, which is still, as I said, historically a low level as an average vacancy rate. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, all three of you, thank you so much uh, for your time and your wisdom today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to all of you. Jan and Ellen, who are, who are newcomers, I hope you've enjoyed it. Jeremy, thank you for Absolutely. being... Good, great stuff. And Jeremy, thank you for being here again. That's it for this episode of Real Estate Insights. Uh, if you want to delve into more detail about the European office market, you'll find plenty to keep you occupied on the research section of the Savills website, savills.co.uk slash research. There are reports, blogs, and, and all sorts of things you'll find there. And in the meantime, thank you very much for listening, and see you next time. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered professional advice. Savills accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect or consequential loss arising from the use of, reference to or reliance on this podcast or its content. Savills makes no warranty as to the accuracy of the information in this podcast. 
This podcast and all copyright in this podcast is the property of Savills and it shall not be used, reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without Savills' prior written consent.